Hello. Welcome back to And Also with Kathy and Christine. I know what you're thinking. Did they stop reading this Twilight <laughs> version? No, they didn't. Um, it's been crazy uh, past few weeks. Christine was a little bit sick. Um, but she's better now. And as I've said before, she edits. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. I did not fake an illness. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to edit. No, no. It was verified by a doctor. <laughs> I got drugs and everything. We're starting early the drugs talk. Okay. We are still, of course, reading Life and Death, which is a reimagining of Twilight with uh, the human being a, a boy and the vampire being a girl. So we're on chapter five now, blood type. We're picking up where we left off the last time where Edith said to Bo, like, we shouldn't be friends, but she keeps talking to him. And so it's it's the same BS that Edward is pulling on Bella. So this is chapter five where they do blood typing in class. I don't really have anything on this first page. Do you have anything for this first page? page here yes a little bit let me see so i said mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if i were the kind of person who carries just to go home early the kind the kind who didn't worry about unexcused absences and attention and disappointed parent parental figures you know? oh wait wait we know it yeah. i have something about that but we okay yeah. um, actually i'm gonna start here the first time so we sure cut go, go for it he had just had the conversation with edith so he's going to class he's going to class a little bit late he talks about the delusions that he had of edith the first delusion being that she stopped the van with her hand um and the second delusion being that she spoke to him now and was like hey do you want a ride to uh what's the city there seattle, seattle. <laughs> I almost what's that Phoenix. great city <laughs> he's like that other delusion was just seems more realistic even just like the stopping the van with her hand so but here i was walking into this one with eyes wide open and i didn't even care that the punchline was coming at the moment it seemed like a decent trade her laughter later for that look in her eyes now and like this is this is such a guy thing right mm-hmm. this fear of being laughed at like women are afraid of that too everyone is people afraid in general right. are afraid of being mocked everyone is afraid of being mocked right you have to be a super confident person and even then that confident person has the one person maybe possibly i don't know i'm not a confident person so i can't speak for that but don't look at me <laughs> <laughs> but there's like that one person that could be like yeah, if this person says i'm trash then like i'm, I'm trash right like could break the confidence let's say <sighs> but but saying someone's trash is not the same as laughing at them or mocking them right Okay, so, like, mocking someone, right, yeah, that's true. So, laughing at someone who has, you know, has kind of a, a low self-esteem is horrible, and it's, it's horrifying. Why is there such a large population of people who are afraid of public speaking? Because they're afraid of being laughed at, right? Yeah. So, it's normal to be afraid of being laughed at, but it is such a guy thing for that to be the fear when approaching someone new. Because that's not, that's not the fear that women have. Women have a fear of being hurt. Right, but like I also feel like if he's approaching someone, if if a woman is approaching someone, then more than likely she doesn't feel unsafe if she's doing the approaching. Right. What fear she does have is that like rejection, and but also that like potentially down the line it could be unsafe. But I, I mean, like if she's approaching him, then like she's weighed that and has decided that's that's true. But he's not approaching her; she's approaching him. Right. No, but you said you said approaching that. Oh, sorry. No, my bad. Approaching any person. uh, I'm going off what you said. (laughs) Right. So being approached by someone, like... Oh, yeah, different. Right, yeah, of course. That's the fear, right? So, like, I... I, It just feels like such a guy thing. So he... He's basically... He's going throughout his day, and he goes to the cafeteria, and he's hoping to see Edith there. He doesn't see her, and he, like, loses his appetite. He's like, I might as well just go home. Um, because he's afraid that she's going to disappear. He's like, is this her thing? Does she make some some move? And then after something significant happens, 
she just disappears. He's so boring. <laughs> um, he said he wished he was the kind of person who could just go home early, the kind who didn't worry about unexcused absences and detention and disappointed parental figures. Why did he say it like that? He says a lot of weird stuff in this chapter yes. when it comes to like parental figures. Yeah. And so, why not parents? <laughs> why not parents? <laughs> like I know why not parents, but also Bo, why not parents? Because it feels he's like he's kind of dancing around the idea that these are not actual parents. Yeah. Without actually saying it. Yeah. And it's, it feels almost like he's like thinking around the subject, but he's not thinking it directly. Which is. Which fair. Is a, yes, which is fair, and it's also something with um that people with anxiety and like a lot of neuroses, neuroses, neurosi, neurosi. You know what we're saying. You know, you know this. The plural, um, <laughs> the plural of neurosis. Hmm. Anyway, something that a lot of people and have, like pr- pronounced uh long uh I was about to say something very I was about to put it in a very ignorant way, not long form trauma. <laughs> long form trauma. <laughs> Can I get the short? No, I don't want the long form trauma. No. Can I have the short term, short term um, trauma? No, you know you're talking about complex trauma. There you go. There, you, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Not simple trauma. No, not simple trauma. No, complex trauma, trauma over years. Yes, spanning years. Complex trauma. You know, long form trauma. <laughs> in some spa- in some spaces, in some circles, they call it that. Oh, <laughs> Um, and so he's like disappointed. Or he's, yeah, he's like, yeah, that's um, yeah. Sorry, that's for my long trauma. <laughs> my long trauma. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not unpacking my long form trauma today. <laughs> um, we're gonna focus on short form trauma. That's me going to to therapy. Gina's like, can we talk about your trauma? No, 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 no. No time for long form trauma. Short form trauma. Let's talk about the new Olivia Rodrigo song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. about my breakup and the fact that I will never be as talented as this eighteen-year-old child, She's ever. A baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, it's it's the trauma that's causing him to say parental figures instead of parents. God, but he get paid for every time we say the word trauma. But it's true. But it's true. We don't get paid. We should. I'm gonna put ads on on the. Uh... <laughs> for the for the two people who listen to us, <laughs> me and you, bro, me and you. <laughs> Oh, we ever had all we ever need. <laughs> okay, and so um, he's he's sitting with Jeremy and and the boys. You know, uh, Jeremy's like Edith. Hug- <laughs> I love how we were like we have nothing on these pages, and now we're like. <laughs> <laughs> Edith, Edith. So Jeremy's like Edith Cullen is staring at you again, and he's like, "Wait, what?" And so he looks up, and it's the same thing that happened in Twilight. Edith's sitting by herself, and she calls him over to her, and so he comes over to her, and he says, um, "She's like, why don't you sit with me today?" And he goes, "Was this how the joke ended?" She hadn't stopped smiling. I found that I still didn't care. Whatever got me more time this close to her. And it's weird because Bella doesn't have that thing where she's like, this is a joke. You know what I mean? Like, she has this thing of, like, why is he interested in me? Mm-hmm. Because she always put herself down right. for him. But she doesn't have the idea that this is a joke. Which also, I guess, Bo went through bullying. He had to have. And he mentions bullying yeah. later on. He had to have gone through a certain amount of bullying to assume that someone is showing interest in you as a joke, and that there at one point they're gonna it's gonna be a whole big reveal. Everybody was in on it except for you. Yeah, which is very sad and relatable. And so the conversation that he has with her is pretty much the same as what she what happened in Twilight, except that they have this kind of like 
they have a little bit of more of a flirtation than Edward and Bella did in that scene. Yeah, it feels a lot more like teen. Yes, than, because than... Edward was way too intense. Edward was like <laughs> looking at her, staring at her, and she's like, um, what's up? <laughs> and he's just like giving her so much like intense eye contact and way too many emotions in one sitting. And so here, but, she's... I mean, I'm not defending Edward. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of emotions in one sitting. <laughs> I just feel like... You know, there's people who have a lot of emotions in one in one. Oh yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Are you speaking for the emotive community? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that like that wasn't where the harm was. It was in okay. The... Expressing his feelings <laughs> wasn't the harmful thing. Okay, actually, not expressing your feeling is way more harmful. I just mean ask Bo. Okay, I just, I just mean mm-hmm. that the the issue with where that. Is concerned is that he would like jump from emotion to emotion and mood to mood and then treat her like she was the one that was like bugging and like be like you're not, like she's like she's not catching up and that's really where the issue was i i don't think it was so much in like the like going through several different emotions in one sitting i think it was just like doing it and expecting her to kind of like pick up the slack like i understand that but i also feel like we he he came across as unstable. In, in that in that cafeteria scene? Yeah. No, I, I agree. Meanwhile, Edith is way more chill yeah, yeah, yeah. than Edward. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that probably has to do with... So, actually, someone told me that they felt that Twilight was very female gazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And she was like, you know, you're the most special girl. The hottest guy in school likes only you. Yeah. He pays you extra attention. He's super intense when he talks to you. Mm-hmm. He leaves you breathless. It's very female gaze. I was like, okay. And this isn't that. Yeah. So Edith is way more relaxed yeah. than Edward could ever be. Yeah. And that, that's probably why. Yeah. I think that she's trying to make Edith a girl that you would want to know. As opposed to Edward, who's someone who you would want to be in a relationship with. Because at the end of the day, like, whether she writes this from a male point of view or, or a female point of view, this is targeted to girls. Right. So Edith can't be super intense in the way that Edward was because we're not going to we're not gonna stand for that. We're going to be like, okay, you need to calm down. Unless you like girls. Unless you like girls. In which case, you might like intense girls. I actually like Edith's personality. She's way more chill than Edward was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And so he, she tells him... You're not listening to me. If you were smart, you'll avoid me. And he's like, I thought we'd already come to the conclusion that I'm an idiot or absurd or whatever. And so she's like, I did apologize for the second one at least. Will you forgive me for the first? I spoke without thinking. He's like, yeah, of course. You don't have to apologize to me. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. She does. And she's like, don't I? This back and forth flirtation. It's it's cute. And it's more the pace of teenagers Yeah, yeah. than what was happening in Twilight. Yeah, for sure. So here's my question. It's mm-hmm. still, I feel like this is the million dollar question. Mm-hmm. What does she mean by long eyes? <laughs> and the reason why I ask is because we always said she has to be talking about her lashes because what else could she be talking about? Right. But at this point, she asked him to tell her one of his theories and he says, no, I won't because you're going to laugh at me. She looked down, then glanced up at me through her thick lashes. <laughs> her... <laughs> her... <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Her long gold eyes scorching underneath. Okay, so she's mentioned the lashes and the long eyes separately. So what in the world do the long eyes mean? I think that we should just tweet at Stephanie Meyer. We should. And find out. You should be like, Ayo, um, what long eye? what do long eyes mean? Because... I'm gonna. 
You should. I'm going to make a fake account just to do that because I will not be tweeting at her <laughs> for my main. You're, you're like day one of me tweeting at Stephanie Meyer <laughs> to find out what long eyes mean. The account, the account is long eye meaning. <laughs> the bio is just like Stephanie Meyer. What, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by long eyes? Yeah. <clears throat> Yep, and hopefully by the end of this podcast, this this season, we'll we'll know. Yeah. Okay. I will do that for the poll list. Great. Okay. So, um, he tells her he tells her some theories. She laughs, of course, just like Edward did. And he says, so she says to him, "I wish you wouldn't try to figure it out." And he says, "How can I not wonder? I mean, you're impossible." I didn't say it like a criticism, just a statement. You are not possible. You are more than what is possible. And so then she says. But what if I'm not a superhero? What if I'm the villain? I can't believe that they would take such an iconic line Thank you. and change it. Thank you. What if I'm the villain? The no. villain. You know who the villain here is? Stephanie, Stephanie Meyer. Meyer. How dare you change it from what if I'm, pause, the, the bad, bad guy. guy. How dare you change that iconic line? I get it. I get it. You know, like she's like, well, she's not a guy. Okay, I think we all know that when we say the bad guy, we don't mean a guy. We don't mean a man. Okay, Billie Eilish ended that conversation, right? Thank you. Thanks so much, Billie. And I, and while I understand that that song came out after this book was written, I still feel like, come on, you know, the bad guy doesn't actually mean the bad man, like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, the bad guy's not the bad man, and sometimes the bad man is not the bad guy. You know what I mean? I just feel like, how dare she? How that's it. That's she? I. That's the only note I made on this page was like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> this line is iconic. How dare you change it? Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's your book. What if I'm the villain? The villain? The villain of the piece is you, Stephanie. That honestly took out so much of like the energy. Like it yeah, just, yeah, it did. It, it just did. made it like bland. Like you just now, you just made it like bland. Like now, I don't believe you. <laughs> now I'm like, mm, you're, you're not, not the bad villain. guy. You're not the villain. The villain. Oh, okay, Maleficent, calm down. Anyway, and so he's like, oh, okay, and she's like, what is, what does okay mean? <laughs> and, and he goes, I tried to order my thoughts, but her anxiety pushed me to answer faster. I said the words without preparing them first. First of all, ordering your thoughts and preparing your words before you say them, anxiety gang, super relatable, bro. He says that what he feels the most as he's talking to her is he feels fascinated. Um, he said there were some nerves, of course, being so close to her, fear of making a fool of myself. There it is again. That's one of his biggest fears. If not his biggest fear to is making fair, a fool of himself. It's a big fear. Like, he, no, he is a fool. <laughs> he goes, you're dangerous? And so then he, he explains that he doesn't think that she's actually dangerous. He's like, dangerous? Mm. But not the villain. I don't believe that. Now, the thing is, Bella tells Edward, you're maybe dangerous, but you're not bad. I don't believe that. And so the thing, it's different because he said bad guy instead of villain. And he's telling her you're dangerous, but you're not a villain. It's different than when she says you're dangerous, but you're not bad. Because she put bad and villain as interchangeable. And while Ursula was a villain, was she really that bad? Right. I mean, okay, she was. But was it undeserved? No. Well, now, is the answer. Now you're conflating a lot of different things into one. <laughs> I never do that. Yep. And so then, of course, she goes, I'm not going to class today because they're blood typing, right? 
And so every, she didn't say that. She, she didn't, she didn't say that. Class. But she goes, I'm not going to class. And then she's like, ditching is healthy. And he's like, well, I'm going to class. I'll see you later. The same conversation that Bella has with Edward. Did this did this happen? Like, so Miss Banner, Mrs. Banner comes in, whatever, and she's like, "We're doing blood types because." The oh, by cross. the way, actually, Mrs. All all of the teachers that got replaced by women, like all the male teachers that got replaced by women, there is not a Miss among them. There's not. No, they're all Misses. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, when you become a teacher, you you get a husband. Like at graduation, you get a husband. Um, ew. <laughs> <laughs> so Mrs. Banner goes. You know, the Red Cross is having a blood drive, blah, 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 same thing. Those of you who aren't 18 yet will need a parent's permission. I have slips on my desk. I don't remember that from Twilight. But that's, that's a good question. We don't... Do, okay, look at while I make this point. Mm-hmm. Everyone is under 18? Like, this is high school. And they're all... <laughs> this is a junior class, biology class. Like, no, no one is over 18. Right? Like, no one's over 18. What do you... It's not a big deal, but it's also one of those things of, like, if it wasn't in Twilight, it was, like, you made the choice to put that in there. Why? Yeah, it wasn't Twilight. It was? Yeah. It was dumb then, too, then. It was dumb, yeah. Because, no, they, like, these, are, these are junior. These are juniors. They're all at least, they're all at the oldest 17. Right? Right, yeah. Unless, of course, you know, some of them got held back, in which case, okay. But it's not I the majority. I also feel like it's weird to tell them... Are the permission slips to go give blood or to have your blood tested in class? I think it's to go give blood because it, oh, it doesn't make sense for those permission slips to be. I mean, I thought first that they were for blood typing in class, but like, give that to them the day before, you buffoon. You buffoon. And so then he is having a uh, a reaction, TM. Um, he's like, oh, he gets dizzy. He puts his head down on the table. And like I said before, when when Taylor came into the emergency room and she was covered in blood, he didn't have a reaction at all. So yeah, but we we ruled out why he had just had a traumatic the adrenaline or the traumatic right. Okay, so he's like Mrs. Banner. I already know my blood type. I'm O negative. Isn't O negative like the most uncommon? No, AB. I think AB positive is whatever. Um, he goes. I already know my blood type. You know of all the things that I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm. He's basically passing out. And he's like, Can someone take Bo to the nurse, please? I will. Michaela's voice is heard. Um, Michaela's small. She's a little tiny girl. It's so not realistic. I stumbled toward the door while Michaela put her arm around my waist, trying to steady me. I put my arm over her shoulders, but she was too short to help my balance much. I tried to carry my own weight as much as possible. Why her? Why didn't Ms. Mrs. Banner go, no, actually, he's 78 feet tall. Maybe one of the boys could help him. Or a very tall girl. Or a very tall girl. Someone call Jessamine. Someone with the physique to be able to help. Not you. You're just being a busybody. You're just being a busybody. Um, it's not realistic. It isn't. It isn't. And so then she's trying to bring him, you know, to the nurse's office. And she's, he's trying to basically drag himself because she doesn't have the strength to help him. Yeah. And so then he he sits down on the... On the um, concrete? He sits down on the concrete. And then he hears Edith's voice. And he's like, oh, no. No, no, no. And so she comes over. She's like, what's going on? And uh, Michaela's like, I was trying to get him to the nurse. She was defensive. But he wouldn't go any further. So Edith's like, I'll take him. You can go back to class. And then a thin, strong arm was under both of mine. And I was on my feet without realizing how I got there. The strong arm, cold like the sidewalk, held, held me tight against the slim body, almost like a crutch. My eyes flipped open in surprise, but all I could see was her tangled bronze bronze hair against my chest. 
She started moving forward and my feet fumbled trying to catch up. I expected to fall, but she somehow kept me upright. She didn't so much as stagger it when my full weight tugged us both forward. This is, it, it's different than what happened with Bella and Edward. Obviously because Edward picked her up mm-hmm. and she was like fussing and, and, and like fighting with him. Like, put me down, put me down. And he just kept holding her tighter against him when she obviously wanted to be put down. Now, Bo is like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. But Bo wasn't insisting, don't touch me or put me down. Yeah. I, I feel like it was different. Yeah, no, it was different. And I made a note to myself, don't nitpick. Don't nitpick this. <laughs> I made that note to myself. Because it makes sense that she's not picking him up. Mm-hmm. Because even if she's strong enough to do that, and she is as a vampire, it's just not, like, she wouldn't do that. Like, if she were to do that, then, like, she's outing herself as, as a vampire. Because, like... There's no other explanation, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, sure, she could be a bodybuilder, but like that's I'm not going to go down. The point is that it makes sense for her not to pick him up. And so at first I was like, don't nitpick this, don't nitpick this. It makes sense that she didn't pick him up. Mm-hmm. She's smaller than him. However, the issue here is two things. It's twofold. If she wanted this scene to work similarly to how it worked in Twilight, Bo shouldn't have been as tall as he was. I've said this before, and I will say it again. My biggest point, my biggest point. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest bone to pick with Stephanie Meyer when it comes to Bo as a character and like trying to fit him into the mold of Bella in that story is he had no reason, he had no business being as tall as he was. And like he could have been tall, he could have been a tall guy and been like a normal height. He didn't have to be as tall as he was, freakishly tall, some would say. He didn't ha- that didn't have to happen. So that was one thing. The other thing is that the power imbalance between these two between Bo and Edith is significantly smaller mm-hmm. than the power imbalance between Edward and Bella. Yep. And I know, I don't think, I know that the reason for that is that Bella was a girl. So this is where I'm like, Stephanie, see, you like you've you've automatically like you've gone against your whole point in writing this. The power imbalance between the two, because so much of what Edward did to Bella was physically restraining her Mm -hmm. was physically holding her was physically overpowering Mm -hmm. her and he could do it without outing himself as a vampire because as a guy he had that strength over her already Mm -hmm. because so much of his power over her was on a physical plane edith doesn't have that same amount of power over beau and and if she did if she does it's certainly not on the physical plane so Already, that power imbalance that exists between Edward and Bella doesn't exist between Bo and Edith because that power imbalance was never about vampire and human. That power imbalance was about male and female, which is her whole point in writing this story is saying that, oh, no, no, the power imbalance was because of a mythical creature versus a human being. And that is not the case, because if that were true, then Edith would be baby carrying this man to the nurse right now. Correct. So come off it. Agreed. Agreed. Just say you want an extra coin and be done. Yeah. Because who's going to blame you? Mm-mm. Twilight made you money. Twilight made you buku cash. <laughs> and you wanted to come back to it and be like, listen, nothing else I've tried has been has hit as hard as Twilight. Let me just come at it from a different angle. And what are people going to do? Not read it? <laughs> Evidently not. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I feel like it's it's obvious, and like and and the thing is, even the way she handled him, she handled him the way that Edward should have handled Bella. Uh, uh, hello, 
help her prop her up but instead he's like swoop in carry her and it you know and the whole thing with with here with Bo it's also very weird I'm gonna get to that point but he he asked her sorry she asked him so you faint at the sight of blood and not even your own blood and he says I have a weak vasovagal system it's just a neurally medicated syncope you are passing out man you are fainting and you have the time the recollection to to remember these words and she's trying to make him super quirky Bo doesn't have a personality he's irritating Bo doesn't have a personality he's Mm -hmm. all he's ever done was taking care of Renesmee nope <laughs> Not Renesmee. That's Jacob. You think That's Jacob. <laughs> All he's ever done is taking care of, of Renee. Renee. That's it. And so he doesn't really have a personality. So the, and, and the thing is, he does have these things where he has like these like weird kind of quirks. So that I'm not gonna hold against him. He this is something he would definitely say if he wasn't passing out. Yeah, yeah. But they were trying to make it, you know, a thing. And so. She laughs. Okay. Now he goes, I wasn't sure how she got the door open while dragging me, but suddenly it was warm everywhere except where her body pressed against me. I wished I felt normal so that I could appreciate that more. Her body touching mine. I knew that under normal circumstances, I would be enjoying this. Ew. (laughs) Ew. Well, I understand. I get it. I get it. And I know that that's a that's a normal teenage boy reaction, or any man or, if he's or attracted man. to yes, it. Yes, a hundred percent. But why did she make that a point? I why think... did she choose to do that? She didn't. Bella didn't go. Dang, his body is all on me. No, I think I I agree. I think that <laughs> one of the things that she does with with Edith that that Bella didn't do with Edward is Bella objectified Edward as like a perfect specimen, right? Mm-hmm. So she objectified him as like. He's so beautiful and he's beyond any anything I've ever seen or ever will see. Bo objectifies Edith in a very different way. Mm-hmm. He he objectifies her in very specifically as a sex object. And, and in a very physical way. As a sex, a sex object. So like there's a part later on in the same chapter where he says something that I'm just like, bruh. Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And look, there's nothing wrong with like being aware of how physically attracted you are to someone and like what that like what that feels like and even appreciating how someone else looks physically because you are attracted to them there's nothing wrong with that but i find it telling that whereas bella always kind of was like i'm attracted to him but none of it was from this kind of like like none of it even when she was like looking at his chest and was like oh my god i'm about to pass out his chest is like hell he's so fit um none of it came from this place of like if I could just have one night, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that, whereas Bo, a lot of what Bo's like noticing about her and like really kind of like uh, honing in on is normal, absolutely normal. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with him saying these things or thinking these things really. Cause he's also not just looking at her only as that thing. He's right. not just looking at her as like, well, she only exists for my like good viewing pleasure. That's not, that's not what it is. But it's very it's very different from how Bella objectifies Edward in Twilight, and I just find and, that like right. And so the thing is, Stephanie is making the choice exactly. It's deliberate. to have him do that, where she didn't have Bella do that. It's deliberate. It's deliberate, and it's and it's based in gender. Come on, mm-hmm. 
Okay, so they go in and then they're like, oh my gosh, right? And she goes, he's having a nearly mediated, mediated <laughs> syncope. Which good for her that she made she made fun of him for saying that. Yeah. And then he goes inside and who does he see? A grandfatherly old man, the what? The school medic. The school medic. Can you not the nurse. Not the grandmotherly nurse that Bella saw. Mm-hmm. And although later on in the chapter she calls him nurse. Yeah. The school medic. That yeah. was the first thing. That was that was my okay. reaction as well. As they're they're waiting in the nurse's office for it to pass. She says to him, you scared me for a minute there. I thought that Newton girl had poisoned you. I don't think she's trying to make a point here. But what I will point out is that in Twilight, Edward said that he thought that Mike was dragging her dead body to bury her in the woods. And why was that image so violent? Whereas Edith's image is, I thought she had poisoned you. And she says, I thought I was going to have to avenge your death. Whereas Edward says, I thought I was going to have to avenge your murder. I just why why the choice why yeah, the choices? I also feel like that's probably a a byproduct of her realizing that was a lot. Right, and I think that there is a part where she realizes that she she used incorrect wordings. Like she had said, um, when she, when somebody else got sick in the class and they came to the to the nurse's office, she has said that she moved out of the way to make room for the next invalid. Yeah, and she says victim in this one. Right. So she did learn. Um, I think that's one of the point, points where she did learn. But, okay, um, so now Michaela is the one bringing the, the other student to the, to the nurse's office. So Michaela sees that, that uh, Bo is better, right? Mm-hmm. And Michaela has the most girl reaction, right? <laughs> so she says, Michaela came through the door then, glancing from Edith to me and back again. Thanks so much for your help, Edith, she said. Her sickly sweet tone, a pretty good indication that Edith was right about, her, about the loathing thing. I don't know what Bo would, here would have done without you. <laughs> don't mention it, Edith replied with an amused smile. You look better, Michaela said to me in the same tone. I'm so glad. Now, Mike just looked at her and was like, you look better. He accused. Mm-hmm. He does not address Edward at all in Twilight. But that's not how girls do things. Yeah, this is very catty. And I actually was, liked it. Yes. I think it was like very catty and also very kind of like... Not all girls are like this, but, like, definitely Michaela has proven that she's this girl. Yes. Um, and I, I actually really like that. I think, it, I think it kind of, like, helped show her character. It, it deepened her character a yeah. little bit more, I think. For, I think for me. It, and it also, this scene didn't give me what Mike gave me in this scene. Like, Mike gave me very sort of, like, in the Territorial. Whole thing, right? Territorial and also kind of, like... I got her, and, like, it just was, like, uh, like, Michaela, it was, this is territorial. Yes. She is being, like, and who are you? But it, it, it wasn't, like, you know. Especially, like, white girls. Okay, look. When white women hate each other, <laughs> this is how they talk to each other. This is how they talk I mean, to each other when they hate so each other. Thank you so much. I was so thoughtful of you. No problem. That is how they talk to each other <laughs> when they hate each other. So, I appreciated it. Yeah, it was good. Um, And so then... When she leaves, she's, he was like, I'm not going back to class because I'm just going to have to come back here. She's like, all right, I'll see you in gym. And so he says, guilt lands through me the same as yesterday. I didn't want to hurt her feelings, but it seemed like it just kept happening. In Twilight, when this happens, Mike goes back to class. Bella says that a sympathy washed over her for him, which it shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Mike didn't deserve the sympathy. But why is Bo feeling guilty? He hasn't done anything to Michaela to make her feel guilty. Right. He, he hasn't, hasn't let, let her on. He hasn't let her on. He hasn't 
you know, none of it. None of it. He has been just relaxed. The same with Abella was, like, because Bella didn't lean him on either. He yeah. just, like, took it upon himself to be like, girl, I like you. And because I right. like you, that means I own you in some way. And it's like... Right. But even like, still... No. But even still, like, for example, in Twilight, because... But that's also based on gender. Because Mike's a boy and Bella's a girl, Mike will pick up her books. That... Those little things say something. You know what I mean? That didn't happen here because Bo's not picking up her books. She's not picking up his books. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I know it's like such a small thing, but I feel like that's part of what Mike used to convince himself that, that she likes him that too. There was something there, yeah. Exactly. So then she, Bo was like, I don't want to go to gym. And she's like, All right, let me take care of I it. I got this. Sit down, look pale. All right. So then uh, she goes over, she gets him out of class. Okay. He goes into this whole thing where he's like, all right, she's stronger than me. I wondered if it was supposed to bother me that she was so much stronger than I was, but I hadn't been insecure about things like this for a long time. Ever since I had outgrown my bullies, I'd been fairly well satisfied. Sure, I'd like to be coordinated, but I didn't, but it didn't bother me that I wasn't good at sports. I didn't have time for them anyway, and they'd always seemed a little childish. Okay. That whole thing was like, I wonder if it should bother me that she's so much stronger than me. I guess that's a, a normal guy reaction to having, <laughs> or to, to liking a girl or being kind of in, in, in a relationship, a quasi-relationship with a girl who is stronger than him. I, I feel like, do, am I like, am I like, yeah, that's how it should be? No. But I feel like that's a normal thing. Because I do think that guys measure strength against each other. Like, you know, yeah. like when we're in high school, the arm wrestling, and like, if a girl beat you, you were going to be mad. Yeah, yeah. I But I also feel like this is oddly introspective. It feels like Stephanie's asking the question. Right. This is what I'm saying. It's like, why is he thinking about this? Yeah. I mean, I get that he's like an old soul, but like, this feels very introspective for like a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> what do you, I, I just feel like you just fainted. You're coming out of the nurse's office. Like you're, it just feels like very kind of like questioning his, because it's not just questioning, am I okay with liking a girl that's stronger than me it's like it's questioning do I define myself by like typical gender roles like do I accept society standards about like what a man's strength should be and shouldn't be when it comes to like it just feels it seems very, very like, random what the hell are you just talking about there for no why reason. are you like why it's it's almost like if he like if you told me that like at night he went home that night and, and he was like that? wow she's really strong you know should that bother me then I could be like, okay, I, I can kind of accept it. But, like, in the middle of the day, in the middle of, like, I ju- it just feels very forced. Like, it feels like Stephanie was like, hey, I should probably drop this in here to make some kind of explanation for why she's so strong and he's not reacting to it. I feel like it would have been more realistic if he would have been like, hey, yo, damn, this girl's strong. Like, yeah, it, she pulled him by his jacket. Like, she, she stopped him. Jacket. She stopped yeah. him mid-walk. Yeah. And if he had looked at her like, hey, yo, like, how many vegetables do you eat a day? <laughs> I feel like that would have been more realistic. But right. him stopping mid-thing to be like, hmm, I wondered if it should bother me. Actually, you know, when I used to have, like, what, sir. Right. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> I'm, what are you talking about? Yeah, and then he goes like, so this small girl was stronger than I was, a lot. But I was willing to bet she was stronger than everyone else I knew, kids and adults alike. She could take Schwarzenegger in his prime. I couldn't compete with that, and I didn't need to. She was special. What where, are you where talking is this coming about? from? Like, what what indicated to you prior to her grabbing you by your jacket that she was this strong? What indication have you given that you've ever realized how strong she is? 
I mean, sure, she apparently stopped the van and picked the van up and all this other stuff, but you're still kind of debating whether that actually happened or not. <laughs> like, I just feel like this feels so you're weird. You're talking yourself out of it. Right. But not, and also, he accepted all that way too quickly. Yeah. Like, he accepted this anomaly of her being so strong entirely too fast. He was like, hey, for real, she could take source in here. All right, cool. And then he kept moving. Like, I just feel like someone who is as inclined to, like, thinking about things, Ruminate. ruminating, would not have been like, yeah, she's strong. Makes sense. And then move past it so quickly. No, he definitely would have needed all the answers. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. But you don't have to. Cause she's special. Yeah, I know. And so then he's like, I'm going home, or aren't I? And she was like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you have a weak vasovagal system. That's funny. <laughs> and so then he goes, I think she I'll survive. Right? And then he, she goes, he's like, okay, why don't you tell me what you want me to do? She goes, very sensible. You're going to get in my car, and I'm going to drive you home. And he says, I have two issues with that. One, that it's not necessary. And two, what about my truck? One, necessary is a subjective word. And two, I'll have Archie drop it off after school. Are you going to put up a fuss? She asked when I didn't speak. Is there any point in resisting? And then she goes, it warms my cold heart to see you learning so quickly. This way. So this is very different from what happened in Twilight. Very different. Edward dragged Bella to his car. Mm-hmm. So and I don't, did she learn? Did, and that's my question. Like, was this one of those things like she learned that this wasn't the appropriate thing to happen? I'm not sure. Because that whole dragging her to the car thing is a staple of Edward's personality. Right. So, like, here's the thing. She might have learned. She might have learned that that was inappropriate and that he shouldn't have done that. That is true. But, and I think that in that little letter that she wrote at the beginning of this book, she should have called a spade a spade and been like, back when I wrote this, there were certain things that I made my protagonist's love interest do that I now realize Mm -hmm. were hallmarks of an abusive relationship. And I am trying to rectify that and, and then go from there. But you don't get to be like, everyone's always talking mess on Bella because she's this and she's that and she's the third. But if it, bo- but if, if, if it was a boy as the human, it would have been the same thing. And then take very particular parts of the story where he overpowered her and you want to claim that, oh, he did that because he was a vampire and then don't include that in this story now that she's the vampire and he's the boy. Like, what are you getting at? Like, exactly. The fact remains that the power imbalance in these situations was male to female and not vampire to human and like that's she, you got me exactly you got me all the way <laughs> exactly like, because edith charmed him into her car right edward dragged bella into his car or to the car and, and when she, she tried looked, to run she away tried, he said i'm gonna just drag you back so he drags her to the car and then he threatens her edith is like there's no point in resisting i'm gonna take you home don't even trip and he goes, I bet. And he gets he Edith goes didn't even say there's no point of resisting. Edith said, are you going to put up a fuss? And he said, is there any point of resisting? Right. And she said, you know what? You're catching on. I like it. Like, it was smooth. It was still flirty. It was still within this thing of like... It was flirty, right? There was cute. nothing flirty about Edward dragging Bella to his car. Because the, Like a caveman. No. Absolutely not. And then she's going to sit here and be like, no, the power imbalance was because vampire to human. Absolutely not. Go somewhere else with that noise because I'm not buying it. We're not buying it. You did it to yourself. When you wrote this chapter, as you wrote this chapter, you negated everything you said about why you went on this venture and why you tried to write this from the male, from the boy's perspective. You negated absolutely everything because there's nothing about the power imbalance that says vampire human. And everything that says male to female. So, like, go, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. 
And so then he goes, he follows her. The smooth roll of her hips was just as hypnotic as her eyes. And there wasn't a downside to getting more time with her. Um, Again, like I said. Uh, it was just super sexualizing. Just calm down. I mean, it's more, it's high school boy kind of like yeah. vibe, but it's also like okay. objectifying her in a sec, as a sex object, which she um, with Edward. Right. And so then they get in the car, and so the music starts playing. He says, is that Claire de Lune? And she goes, you're a fan of Debussy? Do you remember how Edward phrased that? He says, I'm like, you know Debussy? You know Debussy? Uh, <laughs> the way he phrased that question as opposed to how Edith phrased the question. Edith's like, oh, you're a fan? He's like, oh, you know him? I'm sorry. He's annoying. And so then he, he goes, I only remember my favorites. And she goes, it's one of my favorites too. And he says, well, imagine that. We have something in common. Which was smooth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then he, she asks, tell me about your mom. And he goes, he describes his mom. Uh, she kind of looks like me, same eyes, same color hair, but she's short. She's an extrovert and pretty brave. She's also slightly eccentric, a little irresponsible, and a very unpredictable cook. She was my best friend. I stopped. It made me depressed to talk about her in the past tense. Why was he talking about her in the past tense? Bella didn't talk about her in the past tense. Bella was like, she's my best friend. I call BS. I mean, yes, 100%. why was he talking about her in the past tense? But also, I call BS. She was my best friend. No. No. You were you were her guardian. Yes. I, he even said I didn't I don't like to play sports because they always seem childish. That's your trauma talking, Bo. Seriously, that's your long form trauma. That's your long form trauma. We're talking about the short form trauma today, please. And so she asked him, How old are you, Bo? And he goes, I'm seventeen. You don't seem seventeen. It, but he is. He did. <laughs> he may not seem it, but he is. Okay? Alright. She asked, So why did your mom marry Phil? And he goes, No, not yet. No. He just says, he said, my mom always says I was 35 years old and that I get more middle-aged every year. Well, someone has to be the adult. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Go on. And so he's like, so why did your mom, she asks him, why did your mom marry Phil? And he goes, um, she's young for her age, but Phil makes her feel even younger. And then he says, personally, I didn't see it, but did anyone ever think anyone was good enough for his mom? Your mom trashes. <laughs> so Phil uh, I don't know Phil gotta be like a, a raccoon for, <laughs> I, yeah for him to be worse than Renee or not good enough for Renee I don't know she says that's very generous would your cause he's like as long as he makes her happy and that's what she, that's what she wants and she's like that's very generous would your mom feel the same way about anyone that you like and he's like yeah I think so but she's the adult on paper at least Bruh. it's a little different on paper, at least. He's right about that. It's something really weird that happened in Twilight that does not happen here. He asked, she asked him, um, do you think I could be scary? And he says, it's kind of hard to imagine that. But I mean, I'm sure you could be if you wanted to. In Twilight, I'm sorry, but I just want to read this quick. She says, mm, I think you could be if you wanted to. Are you frightened of me now? No. Edith didn't ask that. Mm-mm. And, um... She has repeatedly told him, like, you shouldn't be friends with me. And she has not done that in this entire time. Mm-hmm. This entire time, she's like, they're vibing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. She hasn't told him, you should, stay, you should stay away from me. I'm scary. I'm dangerous. Yeah, she's I get the sense from Edith, though, that she, like, made peace with this a lot sooner than Edward did. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but I also think that, I, I think that might be because Edith, I, I, don't, I, I don't feel the threat, the imminent threat from Edith that I felt from Edward right. for Bo. That I'm, I felt for Ed, because a lot of the thread that you felt for Ed, from Edward towards was, Bella was gender based. Was gender based. Yes. And Stephanie Meyer is full of it. Yes. And so he says, to, it seemed almost like Edward wanted her to say that he was frightening. Mm-hmm. 
Edith doesn't have that here. She doesn't want him to say that she's frightening. She's just kind of like, mm. And he goes, well, I guess you could, I'm sure you could be if you wanted to. Um, and so then he says, are you going to tell me about your family? And she's, of course, very guarded. She's like, mm, what do you want to know? And he says, the cousins adopted you. And he asks about her, her parents. These people's names. <laughs> <laughs> these people's names. Carlisle and Esme are now Kareen and Ernest. Okay. I literally said ew. <laughs> uh, yes. Their names are so stupid. Sorry. I hate those names. Sorry to all the Koreans and Ernests out there. It's horrible. It's just very bad. It's very bad. It's not it's it's not good at all. Carlo and Esme had such flair. It yeah. Right. Like, you know, it had something. It had a it had a bit of a je ne sais quoi. I hate you. <laughs> Carlisle could have been, been Ernest. Carlisle could have been Carly. Right. Carla could have been Carly. Yep. And Esme. Or Carlene. Or Carlene. Right. Kareen. And Esme could have been. Um, Esme could have been. Anything but Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> and so he says. So she says to him, we should probably get your truck back before Chief Swan gets home so you don't have to explain about your syncopal episode. And he says, she was good with the medical jargon, but then her mother was a doctor. She was. She remembered, right, right. Okay. She remembered the thing you told her. He says. She says to him, "Um, have a good trip. Uh, have a good beach trip this weekend." And she's like, "Wait, I'm not gonna see." He says, "I'm not gonna see you tomorrow." And she goes, "No, I'm gonna be going with Eleanor. We're gonna uh, hiking the Goat Rocks Wilderness uh, south of Rainier." He says, "Oh, that sounds fun." And then she smiles at him. She goes, "Will you do something for me this weekend?" She turns to look me straight in the eyes, her own burning in their hypnotic way. I nodded, helpless. Anything, he thought. I could have said, and it would have been true. Don't be offended, but you seem to be one of those people who just attract accidents like a magnet. Try not to fall into the ocean or get run over by anything, all right? She flashed her dimples at me, which took away some of this thing of being called incompetent. I'll see what I can do, I promised. I jumped out into the vertical river and ran to the porch. By the time I turned around, the Volvo had disappeared. Oh, I clutched up my jacket pocket, remembering that I'd forgotten to give her the key. My pocket was empty. So now here's the thing. Bella was mad when he was like, be careful, don't fall or whatever. Bella got out of the car mad. She's like slammed the car door. She's like, I'll see what I can do. Um, he wasn't mad. But then again, he there's a lot of stuff that Bella got mad at in Twilight that he wasn't mad at. He's very level-headed mm-hmm. as opposed to Bella. And so, and also the fact that she took that key off him. I mean, I don't know if I could trust somebody who just lifts a key like that that easy. But it makes sense because it doesn't have, it doesn't leave that question of just like, where did she get the key from? How did she get the... How did she get the uh, the truck to, to his house? That it was there in Twilight. In Twilight, there was this kind of like weird, like, wait, how is this going to happen? And she didn't ask any questions about that. Well, she did. She was like, how are you going to get the key? And he was like, you know, I'll figure it out. <laughs> right? But here, there's a clear... He implied that he was going to climb in her house right. and get the key. Here, it's clear what happened. She lifted it from his pocket. Yeah. And that's it for chapter five. Next chapter is Scary Stories, which I'm very interested in. In reading, because I don't think... Have we met Jacob's equivalent? Yeah. Did we? Yeah, with the truck. I don't remember her. All right, well, I'm looking forward to hearing about her. Just to see how... Because we really like Jacob on the second reading. Yeah. And I'm wondering if we're going to like whoever... I don't remember reading her name anywhere. Bonnie Black wasn't there.
And they, they don't mention they don't mention the daughter either. I haven't mentioned her. Mm-mm. Well, anyway, I'm looking forward to meeting Jacob's girl equivalent because I feel like, for the most part, the girls are more likable in Life and Death than they are in than the guys are in, in Twilight. Yeah. Um, but we shall see. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs>